Section 1 of The Demonstration of the Apostolic Preaching. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Demonstration of the Apostolic Preaching by Irenaeus. Translated by Armitage Robinson. Knowing, my beloved Marcianus, your desire to walk in godliness, which alone leads man to life eternal, I rejoice with you, and make my prayer that you may preserve your faith entire, and so be pleasing to God who made you. Would that it were possible for us to be always together, to help each other, and to lighten the labour of our earthly life by continual discourse together on the things that profit. But since at this present time we are parted from one another in the body, yet according to our power we will not fail to speak with you a little by writing, and to show forth in brief the preaching of the truth for the confirmation of your faith. We send you, as it were, a manual of essentials, that by little you may attain to much, learning in short space all the members of the body of truth, and receiving in brief the demonstration of the things of God so shall it be fruitful to your own salvation and you shall put to shame all who inculcate falsehood and bring with all confidence our sound and pure teaching to every one who desires to understand it for one is the way leading upwards for all who see lightened with heavenly light but many and dark and contrary are the ways of them that see not this way leads to the kingdom of heaven uniting man to god but those ways bring down to death separating man from god wherefore it is needful for you and for all who care for their own salvation to make your course unswerving firm and sure by means of faith that you falter not nor be retarded and detained in material desires nor turn aside and wander from the right now since man is a living being compounded of soul and flesh he must needs exist by both of these and whereas from both of them offences come purity of the flesh is the restraining abstinence from all shameful things and all unrighteous deeds and purity of the soul is the keeping face towards god entire neither adding thereunto nor diminishing therefrom for godliness is obscured and dulled by the soiling and the staining of the flesh and is broken and polluted and no more entire if falsehood enter into the soul but it will keep itself in its beauty and its measure when truth is constant in the soul and purity in the flesh for what profit is it to know the truth in words and to pollute the flesh and perform the works of evil or what profit can purity of the flesh bring if truth be not in the soul for these rejoice with one another and are united and allied to bring man face to face with god wherefore the holy spirit says by david blessed is the man who hath not walked in the counsel of the ungodly that is the counsel of the nations which know not god for those are ungodly who worship not the god that truly is and therefore the word says to moses i am he that is but they that worship not the god that is these are the ungodly and hath not stood in the way of sinners but sinners are those who have the knowledge of god and keep not his commandments that is disdainful scorners and hath not sat in the seat of the pestilential now the pestilential are those who by wicked and perverse doctrines corrupt not themselves only but others also for the seat is a symbol of teaching such then are all heretics they sit in the seat of the pestilential and those are corrupted who receive the venom of their doctrine now that we may not suffer aught of this kind we must needs hold the rule of the faith without deviation and do the commandments of god believing in god and fearing him as lord and loving him as father 
Now this doing is produced by faith, for Isaiah says, If ye believe not, neither shall ye understand. And faith is produced by the truth, for faith rests on things that truly are. For in things that are, as they are, we believe, and believing in things that are, as they ever are, we keep firm our confidence in them. Since then faith is the perpetuation of our salvation, we must needs bestow much pains on the maintenance thereof, in order that we may have a true comprehension of the things that are. Now faith occasions this for us, even as the elders, the disciples of the apostles, have handed down to us. First of all, it bids us bear in mind that we have received baptism for the remission of sins in the name of God the Father and in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who was incarnate and died and rose again, and in the Holy Spirit of God. And that this baptism is the seal of eternal life and is the new birth unto God, that we should no longer be the sons of mortal men, but of eternal and perpetual God. And that what is everlasting and continuing is made God, and is over all things that are made and all things are put under him and all the things that are put under him are made his own. For God is not ruler and lord over the things of another, but over his own, and all things are God's, and therefore God is almighty, and all things are of God. For it is necessary that things that are made should have the beginning of their making from some great cause, and the beginning of all things is God. For he himself was not made by any, and by him all things were made. And therefore it is right, first of all, to believe that there is one God, the Father, who made and fashioned all things, and made what was not that it should be, and who, containing all things, alone is uncontained. Now, among all things is this world of ours, and in the world is man, so then this world also was formed by God. Thus then, there is shown forth one God, the Father, not made, invisible, creator of all things, above whom there is no God, and after whom there is no God. And since God is rational, therefore by the word he created the things that were made, and God is spirit, and by the spirit he adorned all things. As also the prophet says, By the word of the Lord were the heavens established, and by his spirit all their power. Since then the word establishes, that is to say, gives body, and grants the reality of being, and the spirit gives order and form to the diversity of the powers. Rightly and fittingly is the word called the Son, and the spirit the wisdom of God. Well also does Paul, his apostle, say, One God the Father, who is over all, and through all, and in us all. For over all is the Father, and through all is the Son. For through him all things were made by the Father, and in us all is the Spirit, who cries, Abba, Father, and fashions man into the likeness of God. Now the Spirit shows forth the Word, and therefore the prophets announced the Son of God, and the Word utters the Spirit, and therefore is himself the announcer of the prophets, and leads and draws man to the Father. This then is the order of the rule of our faith, and the foundation of the building, and the stability of our conversation. God, the Father, not made, not material, invisible, one God, the creator of all things. This is the first point of our faith. The second point is the Word of God, Son of God, Christ Jesus our Lord, who was manifested to the prophets according to the form of their prophesying, and according to the method of the dispensation of the Father, through whom all things were made who also at the end of the times, to complete and gather up all things, was made man among men, visible and tangible, in order to abolish death and show forth life and produce a community of union between God and man. And the third point is the Holy Spirit, through whom the prophets prophesied, and the fathers learnt the things of God, and the righteous were led forth into the way of righteousness, and who in the end of the times was poured out in a new way upon mankind in all the earth, renewing man unto God. 
and for this reason the baptism of our regeneration proceeds through these three points god the father bestowing on us regeneration through his son by the holy spirit for as many as carry in them the spirit of god are led to the word that is to the son and the son brings them to the father and the father causes them to possess incorruption without the spirit it is not possible to behold the word of god nor without the son can any draw near to the father for the knowledge of the father is the son and the knowledge of the son of god is through the holy spirit and according to the good pleasure of the father the son ministers and dispenses the spirit to whomsoever the father wills and as he wills and by the spirit the father is called most high and almighty and lord of hosts that we may learn concerning god that he it is who is creator of heaven and earth and all the world and maker of angels and men and lord of all through whom all things exist and by whom all things are sustained merciful compassionate and very tender good just the god of all both of jews and of gentiles and of them that believe to them that believe he is a father for in the end of the times he opened up the covenant of adoption but to the jews as lord and lawgiver for in the intermediate times when man forgot god and departed and revolted from him he brought them into subjection by the law that they might learn that they had for lord the maker and creator who also gives the breath of life and whom we ought to worship day and night and to the gentiles as maker and creator and almighty and to all alike sustainer and nourisher and king and judge for none shall escape and be delivered from his judgment neither jew nor gentile nor believer that has sinned nor angel but they who now reject his goodness shall know his power in judgment according to that which the blessed apostle says not knowing that the goodness of god leadeth thee to repentance but according to thy hardness and impenitent heart thou treasurest up for thyself wrath in the day of wrath and of the revelation of the righteous judgment of god who shall render to every man according to his works this is he who is called in the law the god of abraham and the god of isaac and the god of jacob the god of the living although the sublimity and greatness of this god is unspeakable now this world is encompassed by seven heavens in which dwell powers and angels and archangels doing service to god the almighty and maker of all things not as though he was in need but that they may not be idle and unprofitable and ineffectual wherefore also the spirit of god is manifold in his indwelling and in seven forms of service is he reckoned by the prophet isaiah as resting on the son of god that is the word in his coming as man the spirit of god he says shall rest upon him the spirit of wisdom and of understanding the spirit of counsel and of might the spirit of knowledge and of godliness the spirit of the fear of god shall fill him now the heaven which is first from above and encompasses the rest is that of wisdom and the second from it of understanding and the third of counsel and the fourth reckoned from above is that of might and the fifth of knowledge and the sixth of godliness and the seventh this firmament of ours is full of the fear of that spirit which gives light to the heavens for as the pattern of this moses received the seven-branched candlestick that shined continually in the holy place for as a pattern of the heavens he received this service according to that which the word spake unto him thou shalt make it according to the pattern of the things which thou hast seen in the mount now this god is glorified by his word who is his son continually and by the holy spirit who is the wisdom of the father of all and the power of these namely of the word and wisdom which are called cherubim and seraphim with unceasing voices glorify god and every created thing that is in the heavens offers glory to god the father of all he 
by his word has created the whole world and in the world are the angels and to all the world he has given laws wherein each several thing should abide and according to that which is determined by god should not pass their bounds each fulfilling his appointed task but man he formed with his own hands taking from the earth that which was purest and finest and mingling in measure his own power with the earth for he traced his own form on the formation that that which should be seen should be of divine form for as the image of god was man formed and set on the earth and that he might become living he breathed on his face the breath of life that both for the breath and for the formation man should be like unto god moreover he was free and self-controlled being made by god for this end that he might rule all those things that were upon the earth and this great created world prepared by god before the formation of man was given to man as his place containing all things within itself and there were in this place also with their tasks the servants of that god who formed all things and the steward who was set over all his fellow-servants received this place now the servants were angels and the steward was the archangel now having made man lord of the earth and all things in it he secretly appointed him lord also of those who were servants in it they however were in their perfection but the lord that is man was but small for he was a child and it was necessary that he should grow and so come to his perfection and that he might have his nourishment and growth with festive and dainty meats he prepared him a place better than this world excelling in air beauty light food plants fruit water and all other necessaries of life and its name was paradise and so fair and good was this paradise that the word of god continually resorted thither and walked and talked with the man figuring beforehand the things that should be in the future namely that he should dwell with him and talk with him and should be with men teaching them righteousness but man was a child not yet having his understanding perfected wherefore also he was easily led astray by the deceiver and whilst man dwelt in paradise god brought before him all living things and commanded him to give names to them all and whatsoever adam called a living soul that was its name and he determined also to make a helper for the man for thus god said it is not good for the man to be alone let us make for him a helper meet for him for among all the other living things there was not found a helper equal and comparable and like to adam but god himself cast a trance upon adam and made him sleep and that work might be accomplished from work since there was no sleep in paradise this was brought upon adam by the will of god and god took one of adam's ribs and filled up the flesh in its place and the rib which he took he builded into a woman and so he brought her to adam and he seeing her said this is now bone of my bone flesh of my flesh she shall be called woman because she was taken from her husband and adam and eve for that is the name of the woman were naked and were not ashamed for there was in them an innocent and childlike mind and it was not possible for them to conceive and understand anything of that which by wickedness through lusts and shameful desires is born in the soul for they were at that time entire preserving their own nature since they had the breath of life which was breathed on their creation and while this breath remains in its place and power it has no comprehension and understanding of things that are base and therefore they were not ashamed kissing and embracing each other in purity after the manner of children but lest man should conceive thoughts too high and be exalted and uplifted as though he had no lord because of the authority and freedom granted to him and so should transgress against his maker god 
overpassing his measure and entertain selfish imaginings of pride in opposition to god a law was given to him by god in order that he might perceive that he had as lord the lord of all and he set him certain limitations so that if he should keep the commandment of god he should ever remain such as he was that is to say immortal but if he should not keep it he should become mortal and be dissolved to earth from whence his formation had been taken now the commandment was this of every tree that is in the paradise thou shalt freely eat but of that tree alone from which is the knowledge of good and evil of it thou shalt not eat for in the day thou eatest thou shalt surely die this commandment the man kept not but was disobedient to god being led astray by the angel who for the great gifts of god which he had given to man was envious and jealous of him and both brought himself to naught and made man sinful persuading him to disobey the commandment of god so the angel becoming by his falsehood the author and originator of sin himself was struck down having offended against god and man he caused to be cast out from paradise and because through the guidance of his disposition he apostatized and departed from god he was called satan according to the hebrew word that is apostate but he is also called slanderer now god cursed the serpent which carried and conveyed the slanderer and this malediction came on the beast himself and on the angel hidden and concealed in him even on satan and man he put away from his presence removing him and making him to dwell on the way to paradise at that time because paradise receiveth not the sinful and when they were put out of paradise adam and his wife eve fell into many troubles of anxious grief going about with sorrow and toil and lamentation in this world for under the beams of this sun man tilled the earth and it put forth thorns and thistles the punishment of sin then was fulfilled that which was written adam knew his wife and she conceived and bare cain and after him she bare abel now the apostate angel who led man into disobedience and made him sinful and caused his expulsion from paradise not content with the first evil wrought a second on the brothers for filling cain with his spirit he made him a fratricide and so abel died slain by his brother signifying thenceforth that certain should be persecuted and oppressed and slain the unrighteous slaying and persecuting the righteous and upon this god was angered yet more and cursed cain and it came to pass that every one of that race in successive generations was made like to the begetter and god raised up another son to adam instead of abel who was slain and for a very long while wickedness extended and spread and reached and laid hold upon the whole race of mankind until a very small seed of righteousness remained among them and illicit unions took place upon the earth since angels were united with the daughters of the race of mankind and they bore to them sons who for their exceeding greatness were called giants and the angels brought as presents to their wives teachings of wickedness in that they brought them the virtues of roots and herbs dyeing in colours and cosmetics the discovery of rare substances love potions aversions armours concupiscence constraints of love spells of bewitchment and all sorcery and idolatry hateful to god by the entry of which things into the world evil extended and spread while the righteousness was diminished and enfeebled until judgment came upon the world from god by means of a flood in the tenth generation from the first formed man noah alone being found righteous and he for his righteousness was himself delivered and his wife and his three sons and the three wives of his sons being shut up in the ark and when destruction came upon all both man and also animals that were upon the earth that which was preserved in the ark escaped now the three sons of noah were shem ham and japheth from whom again the race was multiplied 
for these were the beginning of mankind after the flood now one of these one fell under a curse and the two others inherited a blessing by reason of their works for the younger of them who was called ham having mocked his father and having been condemned of the sin of impiety because of his outrage and unrighteousness against his father received a curse and all the posterity that came of him he involved in the curse whence it came about that his whole race after him were accursed and in sins they increased and multiplied but shem and japheth his brothers because of their piety towards their father obtained a blessing now the curse of ham wherewith his father noah cursed him is this cursed be ham the child a servant shall he be unto his brethren this having come upon his race he begat many descendants upon the earth even for fourteen generations growing up in a wild condition and then his race was cut off by god being delivered up to judgment for the canaanites and hittites and Perizzites and hivites and amorites and jebusites and gergesites and sodomites the arabians also and the dwellers in phoenicia all the egyptians and the libyans are of the posterity of ham who have fallen under the curse for the curse is of long duration over the ungodly and even as the curse passed on so also the blessing passed on to the race of him who was blessed to each in his own order for first of them was shem blessed in these words blessed be the lord the god of shem and ham shall be his servant the power of the blessing lies in this that the god and lord of all should be to shem a peculiar possession of worship and the blessing extended and reached unto abraham who was reckoned as descended in the tenth generation from the race of shem and therefore the father and god of all was pleased to be called the god of abraham and the god of isaac and the god of jacob because the blessing of shem reached out and attached itself to abraham now the blessing of japheth is on this wise god shall enlarge unto japheth and he shall dwell in the house of shem and ham shall be his servant that is to say in the end of the ages he blossomed forth at the appearing of the lord through the calling of the gentiles when god enlarged unto them the calling and their sound went out into all the earth and their words to the end of the world the enlarging then is the calling from among the gentiles that is to say the church and he dwells in the house of shem that is in the inheritance of the fathers receiving in christ jesus the right of the firstborn so in the rank in which each was blessed in that same order through his posterity he received the fruit of the blessing now after the flood god made a covenant with all the world even with every living thing of animals and of men that he would no more destroy with a flood all that grew upon the earth and he set them a sign saying when the sky shall be covered with a cloud the bow shall be seen in the cloud and i will remember my covenant and will no more destroy by water every moving thing upon the earth and he changed the food of men giving them leave to eat flesh for from adam the first formed until the flood men ate only of seeds and the fruit of trees and to eat flesh was not permitted to them but since the three sons of noah were the beginning of a race of men god blessed them for multiplication and increase saying increase and multiply and replenish the earth and rule it and the fear and dread of you shall be upon every living thing of animals and upon all the fowls of the air and they shall be to you for meat even as the green herb but the flesh with the blood of life ye shall not eat for your blood also will i require at the hand of all beasts and at the hand of men whoso sheddeth a man's blood in return for his blood shall it be shed for he made man the image of god and the image of god is the son after whose image man was made and for this cause he appeared in the end of the times that he might show the image to be like unto himself according to this covenant the race of man multiplied springing up from the seed of the three and upon the earth was one lip 
that is to say, one language. And they arose and came from the land of the east, and as they went through the land, they chanced upon the land of Shinar, which was exceeding broad, where they took in hand to build a tower. They sought means thereby to go up to heaven, and be able to leave their work as a memorial to those men who should come after them. And the building was made with burnt bricks and bitumen, and the boldness of their audacity went forward, as they were all of one mind and consent, and by means of one speech they served the purpose of their desires. But that the work should advance no further, God divided their tongues, that they should no longer be able to understand one another. And so they were scattered and planted out, and took possession of the world, and dwelt in groups and companies, each according to his language, whence came the diverse tribes and various languages upon the earth. So then, whereas three races of men took possession of the earth, and one of them was under the curse, and two under the blessing, the blessing first of all came to Shem, whose race dwelt in the east and held the land of the Chaldeans. In process of time, that is to say, in the tenth generation after the flood, Abraham appeared, seeking for the God who by the blessing of his ancestor was due and proper to him. And when urged by the eagerness of his spirit, he went all about the world, searching where God is, and failed to find out. God took pity on him who alone was silently seeking him, and he appeared unto Abraham, making himself known by the word as by a beam of light. For he spake with him from heaven, and said unto him, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, and come into the land that I will show thee, and there dwell. And he believed the heavenly voice, being then of ripe age, even seventy years old, and having a wife, and together with her he went forth from Mesopotamia, taking with him Lot, the son of his brother, who was dead. And when he came into the land, which now is called Judea, in which at that time dwelt seven tribes descended from Ham, God appeared unto him in a vision, and said, To thee will I give this land, and to thy seed after thee, for an everlasting possession. And, he said, that his seed should be a stranger in a land not their own, and should be evil entreated there, being afflicted and in bondage four hundred years, and in the fourth generation should return unto the place that was promised to Abraham, and that God would judge that race which had brought his seed into bondage. And that Abraham might know as well the multitude as the glory of his seed, God brought him forth abroad by night, and said, Look upon the heaven, and behold the stars of the heaven, if thou be able to number them, so shall thy seed be. And when God saw the undoubting and unwavering certainty of his spirit, he bare witness unto him by the Holy Spirit, saying in the scripture, And Abraham believed, and it was counted unto him for righteousness." And he was uncircumcised when this witness was born, and that the excellency of his faith should be made known by a sign, he gave him circumcision, a seal of the righteousness of that faith which he had in uncircumcision. And after this there was born to him a son, Isaac, from Sarah, who was barren, according to the promise of God, and him he circumcised, according to that which God had covenanted with him. And of Isaac was Jacob born, and on this wise the original blessing of Shem reached to Abraham, and from Abraham to Isaac, and from Isaac to Jacob, the inheritance of the Spirit being imparted to them. For he was called the God of Abraham, and the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Jacob begat twelve sons, from whom the twelve tribes of Israel were named. And when famine had come upon all the earth, it chanced that in Egypt alone there was food, and Jacob with all his seed removed and dwelt in Egypt, and the number of all that migrated was threescore and fifteen souls, and in four hundred years, as the oracle had declared beforehand, they became six hundred and sixty thousand. 
and because they were grievously afflicted and oppressed through evil bondage, and sighed and groaned unto God, the God of their fathers, Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, he brought them out of Egypt by the hand of Moses and Aaron, smiting the Egyptians with ten plagues, and in the last plague sending a destroying angel, and slaying their firstborn, both of man and of beast. Wherefrom he saved the children of Israel, revealing in a mystery the sufferings of Christ, by the sacrifice of a lamb without spot, and giving its blood to be smeared on the houses of the Hebrews as a sure precaution. And the name of this mystery is Passion, the source of deliverance. And dividing the Red Sea, he brought the children of Israel with all security to the wilderness, and as to the pursuing Egyptians, who followed them and entered into the sea, they were all overwhelmed. This judgment of God coming upon those who had iniquitously oppressed the seed of Abraham. And in the wilderness Moses received the law from God, the ten words on tables of stone written with the finger of God. Now the finger of God is that which is stretched forth from the Father in the Holy Spirit, and the commandments and ordinances which he delivered to the children of Israel to observe and the tabernacle of witness he constructed by the command of god the visible form on earth of the things which are spiritual and invisible in the heavens and a figure of the form of the church and a prophecy of things to come in which also were the vessels and the altars of sacrifice and the ark in which he placed the tables of the law and he appointed as priests aaron and his sons assigning the priesthood to their tribe and they were of the seed of levi Moreover, this whole tribe he summoned by the word of God to accomplish the work of service in the temple of God, and gave them the Levitical law, to show what and what manner of men they ought to be, who are continually employed in performing the service of the temple of God. And when they were near to the land which God had promised to Abraham and his seed, Moses chose a man from every tribe, and sent them to search out the land, and the cities therein, and the dwellers in the cities." At that time God revealed to him the name which alone is able to save them that believe thereon. And Moses changed the name of Oshia, the son of Nun, and one of them that were sent, and named him Jesus. And so he sent them forth with the power of the name, believing that he should receive them back safe and sound through the guidance of the name, which came to pass. Now, when they had gone and searched and inquired, they returned, bringing with them a bunch of grapes, and some of the twelve who were sent cast the whole multitude into fear and dismay, saying that the cities were exceeding great and walled, and the sons of the giants dwelt therein, so that it was not possible for them to take the land. And thereupon it fell out that all the multitude wept, failing to believe that it was God who should grant them power and subjugate all to them and they spake evil also of the land as not being good and as though it were not worth while to undergo the danger for the sake of such a land but two of the twelve jesus the son of nun and caleb the son of jephune rent their clothes for the evil that was done and besought the people not to be disheartened nor lose their courage for god had given all into their hands and the land was exceeding good and when they believed not but the people still continued in the same unbelief god changed and altered their way that they should wander desolate and sore smitten in the desert and according to the days that they were in going and returning who had spied out the land and these were forty in number setting a year for a day he kept them in the wilderness for the space of forty years and none of those who were full grown and had understanding counted he worthy to enter into the land because of their unbelief save only the two who had testified of the inheritance jesus the son of nun and caleb the son of jephune and those who were quite young and knew not the right hand and the left 
So all the unbelieving multitude perished and were consumed in the wilderness, receiving one by one the due reward of their want of faith, but the children, growing up in the course of forty years, filled up the number of the dead. When the forty years were fulfilled, the people drew near to the Jordan and were assembled and arrayed over against Jericho. Here Moses gathered the people together and summed up all afresh, proclaiming the mighty works of God even unto that day, fashioning and preparing those that had grown up in the wilderness to fear God and keep his commandments, imposing on them, as it were, a new legislation, adding to that which was before made. And this was called Deuteronomy, and in it were written many prophecies concerning our Lord Jesus Christ, and concerning the people, and also concerning the calling of the Gentiles, and concerning the kingdom. And when Moses had finished his course, it was said to him by God, Get thee up into the mountain, and die, for thou shalt not bring in my people into the land. So he died according to the word of the Lord, and Jesus the son of Nun succeeded him. He divided the Jordan, and made the people to pass over into the land, and when he had overthrown and destroyed the seven races that dwelt therein, he assigned to the people the temporal Jerusalem, wherein David was king, and Solomon his son, who builded the temple to the name of God, according to the likeness of the tabernacle, which had been made by Moses after the pattern of the heavenly and spiritual things. Hither were the prophets sent by God through the Holy Spirit, and they instructed the people, and turned them to the God of their fathers, the Almighty. And they became heralds of the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God, declaring that from the posterity of David his flesh should blossom forth, that after the flesh he might be the son of David, who was the son of Abraham by a long succession, but according to the Spirit, Son of God, pre-existing with the Father, begotten before all the creation of the world, and at the end of the times appearing to all the world as man, the Word of God gathering up in himself all things that are in heaven and that are on earth. So then he united man with God, and established a community of union between God and man, since we could not in any other way participate in incorruption save by his coming among us. For so long as incorruption was invisible and unrevealed, it helped us not at all. Therefore it became visible, that in all respects we might participate in the reception of incorruption. And because in the original formation of Adam all of us were tied and bound up with death, through his disobedience, it was right that, through the obedience of him who was made man for us, we should be released from death, and because death reigned over the flesh, it was right that, through the flesh, it should lose its force and let man go free from its oppression. So the word was made flesh, that, through that very flesh which sin had ruled and dominated, it should lose its force and be no longer in us. And therefore our Lord took that same original formation as his entry into flesh, so that he might draw near and contend on behalf of the fathers, and conquer by Adam that which by Adam had stricken us down. Whence, then, is the substance of the first-formed man, from the will and the wisdom of God, and from the virgin earth? For God had not sent rain, the scripture says, upon the earth before man was made, and there was no man to till the earth. From this, then, whilst it was still virgin, God took dust of the earth and formed the man, the beginning of mankind. So then, the Lord, summing up afresh this man, took the same dispensation of entry into flesh, being born from the virgin by the will and the wisdom of God, that he also should show forth the likeness of Adam's entry into flesh, and there should be that which was written in the beginning, man after the image and likeness of God. 
and just as through a disobedient virgin man was stricken down and fell into death, so through the virgin, who was obedient to the word of God, man was reanimated and received life. For the Lord came to seek again the sheep that was lost, and man it was that was lost. And for this cause there was not made some other formation, but in the same which had its descent from Adam, he preserved the likeness of the first formation. For it was necessary that Adam should be summed up in Christ, that mortality might be swallowed up and overwhelmed by immortality, and Eve summed up in Mary, that a virgin should be a virgin's intercessor, and by a virgin's obedience undo and put away the disobedience of a virgin. And the trespass which came by the tree was undone by the tree of obedience, when, hearkening unto God, the Son of Man was nailed to the tree, thereby putting away the knowledge of evil, and bringing in and establishing the knowledge of good. Now evil it is to disobey God, even as hearkening unto God is good. And for this cause the word spake by Isaiah the prophet, announcing beforehand that which was to come. For therefore are they prophets, because they proclaim what is to come. By him then spake the word thus, I refuse not, nor gainsay, I gave my back to scourging, and my cheeks to smiting, and my face I turned not away from the shame of spitting. So then, by the obedience wherewith he obeyed, even unto death, hanging on the tree, he put away the old disobedience which was wrought in the tree. Now seeing that he is the word of God Almighty, who in unseen wise in our midst is universally extended in all the world, and encompasses its length and breadth and height and depth, for by the word of God the whole universe is ordered and disposed, in it is crucified the Son of God, inscribed crosswise upon it all. For it is right that he, being made visible, should set upon all things visible the sharing of his cross, that he might show his operation on visible things through a visible form. For he it is who illuminates the height, that is the heavens, and encompasses the deep which is beneath the earth, and stretches and spreads out the length from east to west, and steers across the breadth of north and south, summoning all that are scattered in every quarter to the knowledge of the Father. Moreover, he fulfilled the promise made to Abraham, which God had promised him, to make his seed as the stars of heaven. For this Christ did, who was born of the virgin, who was of Abraham's seed, and constituted those who have faith in him lights in the world, and by the same faith with Abraham justified the Gentiles. For Abraham believed God, and it was counted unto him for righteousness. In like manner, we also are justified by faith in God, for the just shall live by faith. Now, not by the law is the promise to Abraham, but by faith. For Abraham was justified by faith, and for a righteous man the law is not made. In like manner, we also are justified not by the law, but by faith, which is witnessed to in the law and in the prophets, whom the word of God presents to us. And he fulfilled the promise to David, for to him God had promised that of the fruit of his body he would raise up an eternal king, whose kingdom should have no end. And this king is Christ, the Son of God, who became the Son of Man, that is, who became the fruit of that virgin who had her descent from David. And for this cause the promise was, of the fruit of thy body, that he might declare the peculiar uniqueness of him who was the fruit of the virgin body that was of David, even of him who was king over the house of David, and of whose kingdom there shall be no end. Thus then he gloriously achieved our redemption, and fulfilled the promise of the fathers, and abolished the old disobedience. The Son of God became Son of David, and Son of Abraham, perfecting and summing up this in himself, that he might make us to possess life. The word of God was made flesh by the dispensation of the virgin, to abolish death and make man live. For we were imprisoned by sin, being born in sinfulness and living under death. 
but God the Father was very merciful. He sent his creative word, who, in coming to deliver us, came to the very place and spot in which we had lost life, and break the bonds of our fetters. And his light appeared, and made the darkness of the prison disappear, and hallowed our birth, and destroyed death, loosing those same fetters in which we were enchained. And he manifested the resurrection, himself becoming the first begotten of the dead, and in himself raising up man that was fallen, lifting him up far above the heaven, to the right hand of the glory of the Father, even as God promised by the prophet, saying, And I will raise up the tabernacle of David that is fallen, that is the flesh that was from David. And this our Lord Jesus Christ truly fulfilled, when he gloriously achieved our redemption, that he might truly raise us up, setting us free unto the Father. And if any man will not receive his birth from a virgin, how shall he receive his resurrection from the dead? For it is nothing wonderful and astonishing and extraordinary, if one who was not born rose from the dead. Nay, indeed, we cannot speak of a resurrection of him who came unto being without birth. For one who is unborn and immortal, and has not undergone birth, will also not undergo death. For he who took not the beginning of man, how could he receive his end? Now, if he was not born, neither did he die, and if he died not, neither did he rise from the dead, and if he rose not from the dead, neither did he vanquish death and bring its reign to naught, and if death be not vanquished, how can we ascend to life who from the beginning have fallen under death? So then those who take away redemption from man and believe not in God, that he will raise them from the dead, these also despise the birth of our Lord, which he underwent on our behalf, that the word of God should be made flesh in order that he might manifest the resurrection of the flesh, and might have preeminence over all things in the heavens. As the firstborn and eldest offspring of the thought of the Father, the Word, fulfilling all things, and himself guiding and ruling upon earth. For he was the virgin's firstborn, a just and holy man, God-fearing, good, well-pleasing to God, perfect in all ways, and delivering from hell all who follow after him. For he himself was the first-begotten of the dead, the prince and author of life unto God." Thus, then, the Word of God in all things hath the preeminence, for that he is true man and wonderful counsellor and mighty God, calling men anew to fellowship with God, that by fellowship with him we may partake of incorruption. So then, he who was proclaimed by the law through Moses, and by the prophets of the Most High and Almighty God, as Son of the Father of all, he from whom all things are, he who spake with Moses, he came into Judea, generated from God by the Holy Spirit, and born of the Virgin Mary, even of her who was of the seed of David and of Abraham, Jesus the anointed of God, showing himself to be the one who was proclaimed beforehand by the prophets. And his forerunner was John the Baptist, who prepared and made ready the people beforehand for the reception of the word of life, declaring that he was the Christ, on whom the Spirit of God rested, mingling with his flesh." His disciples, the witnesses of all his good deeds, and of his teachings, and his sufferings, and death, and resurrection, and of his ascension into heaven after his bodily resurrection, these were the apostles who, after receiving the power of the Holy Spirit, were sent forth by him into all the world, and wrought the calling of the Gentiles, showing to mankind the way of life, to turn them from idols, and fornication, and covetousness, cleansing their souls and bodies by the baptism of water, and of the Holy Spirit, which Holy Spirit they had received of the Lord, 
and they distributed and imparted it to them that believed, and thus they ordered and established the churches. By faith and love and hope they established that which was foretold by the prophets, the calling of the Gentiles, according to the mercy of God, which was extended to them, bringing it to light through the ministration of their service, and admitting them to the promise of the fathers, to wit that those who thus believed in and loved the Lord, and continued in holiness and righteousness and patient endurance, the God of all had promised to grant eternal life by the resurrection of the dead, through him who died and rose again, Jesus Christ, to whom he has delivered over the kingdom of all existing things, and the rule of quick and dead, and also the judgment. And they counseled them by the word of truth to keep their flesh undefiled unto the resurrection, and their soul unstained. End of section 1